I'm ready. Tabs out. Cassette podcast bonus episode. I am Mike. Here I'm with, Jamie. There. I was going to say here with because you always fuck that up, Jamie. But you got it. <laughs> How are you doing, Jamie? I'm well. That's I'm doing good. Well. That's good. Uh, first bonus episode of 2021. And I figured, why not start it off? Well, why not have? Why not invite a nice guest over? You know, why not have company? So we uh, have. Uh, uh, I'm trying to. Look, I'm sorry. I'm looking all over my soundboard for the clapping. Aaron, the name's Aaron. I know. I know you're. I know what it is. But I, I was trying to give you a proper, like one of these. Aaron Dillaway. Woo! Thank you. Yeah, I, I. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I just said I'm honored. You should, well, yeah, not not a problem. <laughs> um, I don't know if you remember this, but like, because this is a long time coming. This whole this this interview this meeting. Yeah. Okay. When Tabs Out first started like eight years ago, we had agreed we were going to do an interview and you stood me up and like just sitting at the computer and never showed up for it. And like, oh, no, really? Yeah, man. Oh, and then I and then we never spoke of it. I never brought it up to you. You never brought it up. I figured out ah, whatever. But then oh, shit. I'm but, so sorry. Yeah, maybe it's for the best, you know. Like it gave me time to it gave the podcast the time to come into its own. So like, now we can do it now. Eight years in the making, right? Holy shit! Oh, I know. Man. I'm so let's fucking start this thing off, man. I got it all primed. So, um, Aaron Dillaway, do you like um you like uh like tape tapes? You like tapes? Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, I like tapes. <laughs> Eight years, man. That's all I came up with. I know you like tapes, man. I, that's why we're having you on here. I also want to know. Yeah. Uh, tell me what's going on with with you with uh, like quarantine. What's been going on? Well, I was planning on releasing a bunch of new tapes, and I did like four at the beginning of of uh, the lockdown, and then my duplicator, the one I've used for like ten years, thirteen years, yeah, uh, finally bit the dust. No. Um, after everything that's been dubbed on it, it's done for, huh? So all my Hanson tapes, uh, they're all done from the same duplicator. Is that oh, right? Yeah, totally. Oh, oh yeah, because we yeah. got to know, us tape freaks, we got to know, yeah. like, if there's yeah. a new duplicator being made, I got to make a note. Jamie's going to be on Discogs. He's going he's gonna to note this. the last few, um, which were um, done just on my cassette deck here, but then I, I think I did, uh, like, the last, I don't know, probably, like, 40 or 50 orders I was getting for tapes. I just did, you know, high speed on my cassette deck over here. But then those started fucking up. And I think I, I think I blew the, the belts. Yeah. So it's always the belts. Well, it's not the belt. It's the heads. Yeah. There's oh, it's the heads. Yeah. There's something. It's like, it's just fucked up. What the hell is it? With you the, were... like rotating fucking. You want to open it up? You want to open it up to have Jamie take a look at it? <laughs> Maybe I'll, I'll send it to you. Oh. Yeah. Anybody? But, uh, I'll do my best. Anybody ever clown you with like an umba? <laughs> <laughs> no, 
not in a while. I used to get it a lot. When they were big, I did. Yeah. So tell me, uh, it's to Aaron Delaway. I've been seeing you playing. What do you got? Like chickens now playing your music for you? Yeah. What's that all about? Yeah, got a couple. What are you a farmer now? I've always been a farmer. I grew up on a farm. Did you really? Yeah. Grow- oh, that. Okay. So tell me, that's. Oh my God. Listen to this. But story. I'm not a farmer at all. No, no way. You grew up in a farm, and yeah. what is this tape here? Tractor cuts. That well, the on the cover, that's Malachi from Children of the Corn. Oh, that's uh, Courtney Gaines, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, what else? Uh, he was in uh, Fast Time. Was no. What's the one? I picture him in a painter's cap, like with a skateboard. But yeah, that's that's all sounds of my grandfather's tractor. So this is this is a farm tape here, then. Yeah, yeah. You are yeah. a farm boy. Have you always been making music with these chickens then? No, not really. Maybe I we used to have a little snare drum out there that I would just for that was like their little uh treat bowl pretty much. So I'd throw it on there and they'd snap at the snares. Have you been record oh. have you been recording these guys? Not too much. No. no. But then it was like a early in the pandemic it was kind of um <laughs> You know, uh, it was, didn't want to, it was a lot of going out in the backyard and just staring at chickens to just chill out, you know. To just try to calm yeah. your nerves, you mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah, they're like little lava lamps. Oh, Do you cool. usually let them in the house? Um, or... no. Yeah. No. But was those, that... those two um, were really big ones. And um, I was bringing them in the house to record for a little bit and then uh john abby asked me to do a uh, track for that amplify thing mm-hmm. and so i was working on that and then got asked by ben to do the the uh quarantine concert thing so but yeah no i don't want to i don't want to uh, i don't want them to be my new main instrument or anything gotcha i was going to ask are they the instrument, or is it like a collab? Because like, a collab, is sure. the is the chicken the instrument, or is the chicken the artist? This is the kind of shit I think oh. about, man. This is keeping oh, me up yeah. all night. I probably should have got given them higher billing. Yeah.
let's trace your steps here. And Jamie, you get his Wikipedia open in case we need to add anything. <laughs> yeah, well. Okay. Um, born in Ann Arbor, lived in South Lyon, Michigan until I was eight, then moved to Brighton, Michigan when my parents bought my grandma's house. And uh, then moved to Ann Arbor when I was like 18, 19. Is that around when Hanson started, when you started the label? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so does it pre- does it predate does it predate the Umbop people? Yeah, totally. Okay, okay, geez, back up, man. I don't know. <laughs> no, it was it was it was frustrating time period when that record came out. Oh yeah, yeah I think that was like ninety eight because my sister uh, was really into that. Yeah, AWK Andrew uh-huh. um, became buddies with those guys and told them about the label and was trying to get some sort of <laughs> fucked up collab going, but. Is, was AWK an Ann Arbor guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was there already like a noise scene going that you, when you got there? Like who was, who was, what there was, was going the bulb on? scene, yeah. Um, I mean, it was more noise rock, I guess, or noisy rock. But I mean, they were the, the guys who, you know, turned us on to incapacitants and Page of K Don. I mean, really everything. We, uh, when we were in bright in high school, we would go to Ann Arbor to go to shows. And we went to a basement gig that the laughing hyenas were playing. And, uh, uh, this band was opening called couch and Jim Magus comes walking by with a keytar. You know, he's wearing a suit. He's got his nerdy glasses on holding a keytar. And we're just like, what the fuck is up with this guy? And, uh, then they just, you know, to me, it was just total straight noise. It was, it was total freak out. And uh, yeah, it kind of blew my mind. Then I found they had a, a week or two later, I went to school kids in Ann Arbor and they had the, the uh, record there. But like at that same time, like at that show was like Twig and Nate were at that show, but we didn't know each other. We were all, you know, in high school coming together. It was this house called The Lab that that show was at. And I think Twig lived there at the time. And then, uh, let's see, just kept going to, to the record shop in Ann Arbor and Jim Magus was working at school kids, him and, uh, Jeff Walker from Gravitar work, both worked at school kids and would turn us on to noise stuff. You know, Jim, Jim eventually moved over to borders and at the Ann Arbor borders you used to be able to go in there and get like gross tapes. You know, I, I got, I got my copy at, of at borders of, book uh, and music, like the chain store. Yeah. Yeah. The, it was the original borders in Ann Arbor. It was the very first one. Oh, right? look at that. Uh, yeah. Like it's kind of like the original Dunkin' Donuts in, in Boston. Yeah. So the yeah. original borders in Massachusetts had noise tapes <laughs> in Michigan, Ann Arbor. I'm sorry. What did I say? You said Massachusetts. I'm sorry. That's because I was talking about Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, but the uh, original, so the original Borders in Michigan had sold noise tapes. Because thought... of maggots. Yeah, yeah. It was like, I remember, um, I mean, you used to be able to get that stuff at Tower, too. Well, maybe not gross tapes, but you could get, like, you'd go to Tower, you'd get all the, like, alchemy imports, you know, Garo CDs for, like, $33 or something. But, um no, Magus was working at Borders, and they would have. I got my copy of the Three Temples there. That, that. Uh, do you have that? 
you just turn around and look at for your copy of the three <laughs> temples? <laughs> no, you, you know said that? three yeah. temples, and it sounds so scary. I got scared. Oh, it's a it's a gross uh, three three cassette tape on gross. That's like uh, it's like Aub, uh, Masana. Oh God, I can't remember. I don't have it anymore, unfortunately. Um, like once we saw Couch um, and got the record, I would go back and and Jeff from uh, Gravatar would be like, well, you need to check this out and hand me the first Carolina record, you know? And then that got me trying to uh, do shit at home. And uh, I was in really into Pussy Galore too. So I started doing like kind of junk metal, you know, banging on my guitar with drumsticks and stuff like that. <clears throat> and I made a tape under the name Galen that had kind of like some pause button tape loop stuff. Um, some uh, like samples from The Shining and shit like that. <laughs> Junk guitar. Um, and I sent a demo tape to Bulb Records and he rejected it. Ugh. But he sent he sent me a test pressing though. He sent you a test pressing of, of what? Uh, of uh, this uh, prehensile monkey-tailed skink record that was coming out. I was for for a split second. I thought you were saying he rejected it, but he still got like a test pressing made and said. That's what I thought too. That's what I thought. And I was like, Jesus Christ! At that point, you committed to so much. Just pull, just go through (laughs) it. Make it, man. Yeah, just make another copy. (laughs) No, but it was it was a one of a kind tape. You know, it was like I didn't think to make myself a copy. Oh, you gave me and I kind of I recorded like you know these pause button loops right onto the onto the master tape and then sent it to him and he still has it uh mark morgan was hanging out with him sometime last year and sent me a uh video over the phone of them listening to it and i was nice fuck man sucks (laughs) he should put it out i don't want that to no that 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 one's rough well you wouldn't want like it was it's a little too like ween you know what it's do you like it's it's just too fucking goofy, man. I would like to hear like it. You don't cartoon think... cartoon voices and shit. Yeah. No. You don't think you'd like to release now like a kind of an artifact that um, le- that led you. Hold on. Because let me show you. Here's where you are now. Let me show you where, where we've gotten to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> kind of that kind of sounds like uh Just kind of went back to the dead roosters. That's what the dead roosters sounds like. What are you saying right here, by really? the way? What? Yeah. Right here. What What are you saying right there? I don't know, man. I don't remember. <laughs> I was freaking out. I have no idea.
we're still in Michigan now. I know at some point you're in Nepal, right? Um, 2000, end of 2004. Because I, I definitely want to get to that point because, Jamie, I know you wanted to talk about the sounds of the Indian Snake Charmer tape. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's India. But you, you did do some recordings in Nepal. Recorded in Nepal. Oh, these were the, in Nepal. The Snake right Charmers, uh, they were from India. They were traveling you. through I Nepal. I got it right here. Yeah. This is um this is one of my favorite tapes just so you know. Oh, I really, cool. really enjoy Thanks. it. Thanks. yeah, I love that one. So that I was just walking I would pretty much every day I would walk around Tamel, which is like the center of Kathmandu, and um just look for sounds. Just walking around with my I had a mini disc recorder at the time and this really right. nice um stereo mic. And I eventually met these snake charmer dudes and uh you know it's like can i record you and they're like yeah give us some money <laughs> and so then um so i recorded them and then they said come back tomorrow and so i come back the next day and they had their full family they had uh their grandfather and uh one of their sons with them oh very cool and so i recorded uh all four of them and then we did that for about a month. I would go and record them every few days. And sometimes I'd pay them with cash. Sometimes I'd buy them uh, Cokes. Sometimes I'd uh, buy them cigarettes. I traded uh, t-shirts, uh, button down shirts to them for recording. I tried to, uh, I had a, um, I, I would go back and then I'd master these tracks every night and then i i tried to make them cdrs to sell because i was like you guys can sell these you know and they're like no no just <laughs> just give us some money oh they weren't interested in but, all in selling like what did they say why they weren't interested in no I, I they didn't i don't think they wanted to carry them around they were traveling mm. with like like 19 snakes or something okay so like were they trying like you said you're doing this for months was it like was it like building up? Was it becoming more and more like the, like of, of a, of an event every time you would like record it or. Oh no, 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 it was just, that's what they did. You know, they would, it was always a bit of a show whenever they recorded or whenever they performed, uh-huh. we would go down the side alley and I would put, I set them up so that uh like, like here's, here's a horn player and here's a horn player. Okay, and so you have the like stereo, and then then this is a percussionist, and this is a percussionist. Just so you know, Aaron, just so you know, Aaron, uh, the a podcast is an audio medium. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm just showing you guys. Okay. Then then the the stereo mics right there. So they're like swaying, you know, at the at the uh, cobra, and so that's why the it has that kind of weird stereo tremolo. Oh, okay. Throughout it, because. Yeah. Which, which I think you pick up more on the, the LP because the um, the cassette tape has, I think, one track that's from a video. So that's just got the kind of open air okay. uh, recording. But yeah, I have a bunch of video footage of them too. You told me something once. I, I might be misremembering this, but like that this tape, like Howard Stern played this tape or something? Oh, yeah. 
Okay, that's right. <laughs> I was fully, prepa- you, I was fully prepared really to be, for you for to it, be Mike. like, "What are Wait, you talking didn't about?" Wait, didn't you? T- didn't you tell me that? Right now, I did. No, didn't you tell me that and send me the little snippet of it? No. You sure? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Some I I always I, for some unless this is kind of like I've never seen the movie Looper, but unless this I is a Looper is situation, yeah. this might be what I, Looper is about. And you do tape loops, so this is yeah, all coming together. Makes makes sense. <laughs> yeah, this is all starting to come together. No, I, I didn't... can't remember what the reason was, but they were talking. They mentioned Snake Charmers, and then whoever's his sound guy immediately like whipped up a sample of what are those called drops yeah yeah you know played it for like 15 seconds
And are you still running? Do you still have the shop? Got the shop, yeah. It's not, we're closed until the shit clears up. Okay, uh, What's what kind of restrictions? Selling on Discogs, you know. Yeah. I mean, we could be open if we wanted, but yeah. I just don't fucking trust people enough. Yeah, and I guess it's probably, I'm assuming it's like a independent record store. It's cramped as hell, probably. Like every, yeah, like yeah, every, I don't, I, <laughs> yeah. And it's on a, it's on a second floor, you know. It's like three tiny little rooms up there. Yeah, you don't want to mess don't, with that. I don't need people up there. I don't want to be around anyone. Yeah, Anyways. no, I'm with you. I really, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right now at least. Yeah. Um, you gotta wonder too with COVID. I mean, it's not just about going into the store, but you're constantly chomping on these contact mics. And you're, yeah, yeah. You're going to have to start washing this for 20 seconds. <laughs> yeah, are you going to continue yeah, to do breathe that? Breathe in it, people. You you should start billing yourself as America's most dangerous noise artist because you're just willing to put know. these things in your mouth. I think um, I think there's a few others that could probably beat me out of that title. <laughs> I'm I'm not going to smash glass on my face. That's for sure. Well, that's. Oh, uh... yeah. He's from Australia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't go Americas. Yeah. Oh man, it was pretty incredible. The first time he played, he played our house in Ann Arbor, our basement, and we had no idea what he was gonna do. Matt Saint Germain booked it, and he was just like, "You just need to go out and get a get a sheet of glass. He needs a sheet of glass." I'm like, "What the fuck?" You're, this is Justice Yeldman we're talking about. Justice so. Yeldman, yeah. Okay, and, I, uh, I'll stop right there because I have a quick question. If you okay. book him, you have to provide the glass. Well, either provide it, yeah, or go and we we actually took him to uh, to a um, Home Depot and he he bought the glass. Okay, okay. I was just like, yeah, imagine <laughs> That's on his hospitality rider. Yeah, but yeah, it would make yeah. sense to have on your rider. Yeah. But no, it was it was pretty nuts because we were all just like kind of it was like eight people in a basement. Just kind of like <laughs> not knowing what the hell was going to happen. Oh, you had no idea at all that. No, we had no idea what he did. I imagine it's 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 even more awkward when it's so few people. Oh yeah, because <laughs> it's easier to share an it experience was, like that with an entire group. It was super intense. Yeah, and I don't think he did so much of the like. It didn't sound like a space trumpet, you know. He didn't have his technique so down it was like it was really crude and and pretty fucking scary yeah <laughs> what would you say is like the most bizarre noise that you've ever seen um oh oh totally um um john duncan brian lewis saunders collab okay yeah i've seen brian lewis saunders live it made me feel very uncomfortable yeah three people passed out during that set i almost passed out like old ladies were there old ladies there who got the vapors <laughs> no it wasn't old ladies no it was it was just you know healthy looking adults what happened um shit this is like a whole episode it, it was it was nuts i mean it was it was um you want me to you want me to give the lowdown no just i want to i want to have a podcast and nothing's on it <laughs> Well, basically, basically, um, Brian had made all these videotapes of himself being tortured in his garage. Oh, maybe I don't um, want to hear it. By uh, different techniques. You, you know, you open the, the can of worms up, man. I think I changed my mind. Different torture techniques. 
and he had a four four screen four screens of him being tortured with the sound of all four of them going at once um then john came out and was doing these like intense uh deep tones then they brought brian out on this platform and he had a a metal he was like laying down in his underwear who's bringing metal. who's bringing these people out there were four people hmm. uh john duncan and i think a couple of the the like promoters or curators of the fest right. they bring him out on this this like uh bed that he's kind of strapped into this metal bed with, but he's sitting up with his legs straight out but it's got this metal helmet around his it, it just looks like a a big pipe that his head is scary. stuck in pretty much it's really really shitty looking yeah. and uh in a good way very very freaky <laughs> and then he started reciting all these like guantanamo like torture techniques and stuff like reading the actual like enhanced interrogation rules and regulations and shit and then like john duncan starts like tasing him he touched in the middle of him yeah and it's, <laughs> this is too, it, this is way too it, scary it, it, it was intense it was intense there's some video of it on youtube and a, and a good interview with uh with brian from after it I mean, I think all you need is a good Behringer mixer, a couple of distortion pedals. You don't have to get all Jesus Christ. Come on, you don't have to get all crazy about it. It's it's it hard. Funny. It's I hard. had to play after that. <laughs> you played after that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> How'd your set go? It was amazing. It was super fun. Yeah. Nice. There was a buffer in between us. Thankfully, there was one set in between us. Oh, everybody needed to uh, kind of decompress a little bit. Yeah. yeah. After experiencing torture, like if, <laughs> if anyone had any shit they had to deal with. There was a drunk left. skinhead screaming fuck off at him the entire time, too. The entire time? The entire time. Huh. Yeah, that sounds about right. It was it was a it was a heavy gig. But not the not the scariest or darkest. What happened to the drunk skinhead? Um, he got right up to the front. And we were all kind of watching him. And uh, I mean, at first I was a little worried because Brian's kind of in a vulnerable position, you know. But then again, John's on stage with a taser. So I think they could have handled themselves. <laughs> but he, at, uh, about the time he got right up to the front of the stage, the, the set was over. So, And then I think he got kicked out. But that was, a, yeah, that was a crazy set. No, it sounds tight. But the scariest show I ever saw. Oh, was, there's a uh, scarier show. Anal cunt. Um, oh yeah. What was your anal cunt experience? What year? Ninety five. Okay. Yeah. Nine, maybe ninety six. Was it scary because of who was, it was there? It was the last show at this club called Zoots. That was like the the punk indie noise coffee house venue in Detroit like anyone from crawl unit to the makeup would play there. Mm -hmm. um, and this was their last show at that venue. And it was 7,000 dying rats and anal cunt. And um, we got there. Seth was throwing a cinder block in the air. Like this dude got hit in the head with a cinder block. He's out on the porch crying and bleeding. His girlfriend's 
you know, freaking out. And there's like these asshole meatheads like, what the fuck do you expect to come to an anal cunt gig? <laughs> you know, and uh, people are just throwing shit. You know, they're like, let's trash the place. Last night at Zoots, let's trash the place. Then the owner of Zoots, who's, um, who was, uh, it's not Kevin Monroe that played bass in the Hyenas and Mule, but his, his brother, I guess. He gets up on the st- on uh, the bar, holds a gun up in the air. <laughs> it's like, you want to trash something, go trash that white van outside. And then someone, someone uh, like, was like, don't trash the white van, that's 7,000 dying rats van. Oh, Jesus Christ. And, <laughs> and then my girlfriend at the time was like, get me the fuck out of here. And, and I was like, yeah, we I mean, actually, that makes me think about a, actually a very bizarre noise show was um, in Flint, Michigan. It was like, I think it was Wolf Eyes, PBK, and Cocky SP. And Cocky SP drove like 13 hours straight to the gig. Like, got there, came in, played the gig, you know, they're like four minutes set got back in the car and drove home Okay. that night was just like, the fuck, you know, they came, they drove 13 hours to play for like 14, 15 people in Flint, Michigan and immediately just got in the car and drove home. Did that you, was pretty, did something happen? Fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just what their style was at the time. Hmm. It was huh. amazing. It's very odd that you would choose that style. Where you get to drive twenty six hours to yeah, that's like just I think I have nightmares that are similar to that. Um, so you were saying earlier you you did put out some tapes on Hanson this year. I totally I have totally missed out on anything you released this year. What what came out? I should send them to you. Yeah, if I if I get something that can dub again, I will. Um, I put out my at Wave Farm cassette. I put out a collab with myself and C. Lavender. Uh, I put out um, a Christian Miranda tape and a Navari Butcher's cassette.
I wanted to ask about Hanson tapes. Hanson okay. Do you still have the original template that you use for all the J cards? Yes. Can I see it? <laughs> yes. I want to look at it. Go get it. I want to see it. He's got to get out of his safe. Well, I've got, I've got, no, that's, so I guess I have multiple templates. I, a lot of them are like a copy of a copy, but I can let you in on a, God, I don't know if I should let you in on this secret. Do it. Let me in. I won't tell anyone. Hold on a sec. No one listens to this. <laughs> Jamie, what kind of secret do you think we're about to get? You think he's just not going to come back? <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I'm just it. thinking about um, Brian Lewis Saunders right now. Like, I don't know much about him. I'm, I'm Facebook friends with him, and he just seems like a totally normal guy. I don't know about that. I know no, I know nothing about him now. All right, sorry that took so long. Yeah, it took a I really grabbed, long time. I grabbed a couple things, a couple other things that um what do you got? I can send you like uh some pictures that you can tweet along with the episode or something. Please do. I love tweeting. But um God, I don't know if I want to give this away. Come on, man. It's eight years it took to do this goddamn interview. Show me something good. What is this? This just looks like a tape to me. The Rolling Stones, Stones Ultra Rail Track. Oh, you made a Hanson edition of a Rolling Stones bootleg? No, this is where it came from. Oh, wait. this. Oh, this ah. is the original? This was Ooh. a bootleg. It's a five cassette tape set that I got Wait, of Rolling a... Stones. It, this was like an old 80s or 70s or 80s bootleg and look at that the temp- spine tape is... template i have chills right now i have aaron i have like... chills aaron <laughs> nice. i have chills right now we're looking at history <laughs> this should be in a museum look at this take it out take are you do you have to put on gloves to take it out is it a, is it a white uh unlabeled tape oh it's a um yeah. it's a, this is 90s i guess so it's a... right. just your standard like blank let me yeah, see. but it's on like it's on nice paper. Mm. Gray, gray cardstock. It's got like the um, you know info there. But yeah, that's I, where I got it. I totally ripped it off from that. I'm I'm, I'm kind of tearing up. I'm kind of tearing up seeing it. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. That was I brought some. I brought some other things. This is a. Before Hanson, I had a label called Sasquatch. Okay. <laughs> Anybody ever clown you like that? I forget. What? Oh, shit. All right. I'm never going to say it again. All right. What was the thing before Hanson? What is that? Sasquatch. Oh, Sasquatch. Yeah. And what this is-, is an unreleased compilation tape on Sasquatch and it's called that I started. Corned, Corned yeah. it's called? Corned. Is that yeah. another Children of the Corn? I can't remember what. I think it was some joke that me and Jim Magus had come up with. Who's on this comp? Um, it's got Galen, uh, Marlon Magus, Duotron, I think of Flying Lutenbachers, maybe. Jamie, is it? So it was, more, sure it was like the No Wavy era, you know? Make sure that's on Discord. And I Jamie. started. Yeah. This is not. The first uh, SQ01 is. Okay. It's on Discogs. What's SQ01? I didn't, I didn't bring down. Uh, that was the first Galen tape, which was my high school band. Okay. This is very Which was the first noise stuff I did under the name Galen, but then that 
turned into like a, a weirdo rock band. Ah. Hmm. Um, so you said that I did, before we get too far away from it, the, the it was a f- five tape Rolling Stones thing. Yeah, it was a five tape. Did all the spines set. look the same like that on yeah. all five tapes? Yeah, it was all. Yeah, they're all kind of scattered around now. But this there's one or two that I have I came across recently. I love it. I love it. it. I feel like this is an yeah. exclusive. It is. It is. I feel I've, like this is I've a goddamn exclusive. This, I've only shown this to people who've come over to my house. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. You tell me I'm the first person to remotely see this ever? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie, how do you feel right now? Are yeah. Are you shook? Are you just completely shook? I'm a little shook. I'm fucking shook. <laughs> I'm fucking shook. I'm just completely fucking shook. The man himself. The the contact Mike Chomper himself. <laughs> now, what is this? I see Hanson 04. Yeah, this is um, the sinus. This was uh, me and my friend Dustin Dorsey. Do you have any way to, to just put these on and have it play through your your audio of your like laptop or whatever you're using? Yeah, yeah, I can scoot over. It'd be so embarrassing if you didn't have a tape deck. <laughs> I I don't have one that records right now, Aye. but I do. I can play. If anyone's listening, by the way, send this man send this man a new tape deck to dub. Please. <laughs> yeah. After everything he's done for us. Yeah. Oh shit, the it's been so long. The, the label oh, the came label off. came up. Jamie, uh, okay. make sure you're getting that. Oh, there's a cool, exciting thing under here. So check this out. Oh, is it a recycled um, tape or something? It's world class tapes, C ten. World class tapes was in Ann Arbor, Michigan. This is where we would get all of our tapes duplicated. Oh. Or we well we didn't. The only thing I ever got duplicated was the Miss High Heel cassette. But this is where we would buy our blanks from. Oh, so you had a place right in town that made their own blanks and did all the duplication and everything. Yeah, that's yeah. very convenient. I like that. The lady, the 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 lady, um, like receptionist there, always wore velvet. Uh, that was kind of her thing. Very classy. Yeah, ensconced in velvet. <sighs> I can see it now. <laughs> what is this? Is this? What is that? This is Hanson 04. What? Yeah. It's coming through great. It's organ and drums. Did you say what it was? It's just organ and drums. Oh, it's just organ and drums. Yeah. Okay. Which I don't know what it sounds like by the time it gets to you, but. It sounds beautiful. It sounds beautiful. What else you got over there? What Um, what what tape could you pull off the wall that would just that I'd see and I would just go whoa. This one's this is a cool one. Because here actually here's my little I have a little shrine here. I want to see the shrine. Yeah, give us a oh this is very very nice. You have this uh what is that a a nice dark wood. But is there is there glass in a or are those open cases? Yeah, yeah, there's glass. Okay, I thought I saw a bit of a reflection. Yeah. Open her up. What do you got in so there? So this is really cool. This is the 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 third edition of Robert Terman's Flux, still shrink wrapped with the contains no digital effects sticker on it. <laughs> very cool. 
which if you've heard this recording, I don't know how you would ever think there were digital effects on it. It's really lo-fi. Um, but uh, yeah, that's one of my prized possessions. Um, and let's see, also had the first edition of it. It was only maybe, I think you only made about 10 copies of this. Very really nice. nice uh, nice um oh look at that cut out so it fits in there just perfect hand typed labels i love those like reel boxes those like however yeah. what size yeah. are those like six inch reel to reel boxes or whatever they are seven inch seven inch reel to reel boxes excuse me yeah um don't ever correct see. me again though what else? <laughs> um well, this is, these are some of my favorite cassettes and what got me really into like kind of some of the older sound art <clears throat> Fluxus weirdos. Um, it's this label Slow Scan. And do you, do you guys know of the um, label um, and they used to be a distributor back in the day, um, Anomalous Records? I don't. They were like pretty, pretty incredible, pretty important early um, noise experimental music label and distro. Oh, actually, I'll and... just I'll just plug in then right here just so I don't sound like an idiot. Yeah, I do. Yep. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, yeah, they were a pretty big deal. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. Um, and uh, when in the in the late nineties when tapes were disappearing from catalogs and so my my record shop would do these wholesale orders with with anomalous to get you know uh noise stuff and i would just go through and sort the catalog by cassette and i would buy any tapes that they still had in stock so i would get these like old um john hudak tapes from the late 80s um and then I ended up getting these, these, uh, all these slow scan cassettes, which they come in these, these boxes. Yeah. Are those like metal? It's silver, silver paper. Hmm. Okay. Um, it's almost like a VHS type box. Oh, well, kind of, it's, it's smaller. Oh, Jesus. So yeah, they, and they have booklets here. Oh shit. This is put together very nicely. Yeah, they're they're beautiful. Um, and an old. Uh, look at that. Which ones this you're showing me? Are these all um, are these all compilations? No, not all of them. That that one I was showing you was a Gordon Muma, Gordon Muma, early electric. I mean, it's you know, late '60s, early '70s noise stuff. Um, this is all. Um, uh, this isn't all Swedish stuff, is it? This is all kind of like sound poetry stuff. Where's the one I'm missing? But yeah, this one is crazy because it has the labels upside down, which was pretty <laughs> intense. But this is Tom Rashan and uh, uh, Ant Farm and Jad Fair. Yeah, actually, they they mislabeled the A side twice in this one. It's on there. <laughs> This one's just in a regular cassette, though. 
Yeah, so this is like live electroacoustic retrospective, 68 to 84. That's David so Rosenboom. Um, so yeah, those were those are some of my favorite. Uh, and there's there's ones in white as well. They all have these uh, nice booklets. Yeah, most of them it looks like are 200 copies. And I think actually Chris Freeman, uh, uh, Jan Van Turn, who runs this label, found a few of the extra boxes, unused boxes, a couple of years ago, and made up a few extra copies of some of the tapes. So Chris Freeman at Fusetron, I know, has a few uh, of these. Oh, really? He's got maybe like two or three titles in in stock. The look into um, that. Those are fucking nice. Yeah. yeah. And it's all, it's all awesome stuff, man. Like early sound poetry stuff. Bernard Heidsight. Yeah. Um, what else I got in here? Some early original Daniel Johnston tapes. Oh, nice. Is this all still right out of your, like your shrine in your uh, room here? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Where are you keeping just like all of your tapes? They're in the attic. The attic. Ah, oh. yeah. They got put yeah. away, huh? Yeah, yeah. I used to have a really nice spot for them in in my old place, but uh, yeah, not here. I got this. Oh, these are cool. Um, used to. I think you can get them on CDR now, but you used to be able to get um any Folkways record. Um, you could get custom made print on demand copies of them on cassette. And they came in the nice vinyl boxes. Oh, like they would, so they would dub them like individually as like per as they were ordered. Yeah, and then it it comes with like the you get a photocopy of the liner notes. Oh what? Unfold. Have you ever heard this one? Sounds of the junkyard. No. Nah. It's just it's a noise record. That's incredible. From like late sixties. Uh, um, just field recordings of a junkyard so this was i got i got this back in 94 looks like they would have these and is this something that you you ordered or something that you found somewhere i ordered oh very cool yeah because i i was like hunting down the lp and couldn't find it for like less than a hundred bucks you know so i ordered the tape it was like 10 bucks or something that's crazy (laughs) i i that they would like just dub those on demand they, like that. They still do it, but they're C- they do CD- they do CDRs. You can't get tapes anymore, but you can get CDRs from them of everything they've. But most of it's digitized anyways now. Yeah. So you can get MP3s immediately. Speech after the removal of the larynx. Yeah, this uh, one's super fucked up. I wonder who is in charge of like making the dubs. That like once, a, like, <laughs> yeah, like how rare it would have Some... been that they would have come in, and somebody's like, no. somebody else wants sounds of the junkyard. Yeah, <laughs> now I gotta sit here and double them <laughs> sounds of the junkyard. Some, uh, some young intern probably. Um, yeah, those are some fun ones I got around here. Oh, man, I sh- I need to talk about this guy. Let's hear it. You got really right. excited about this one, so I'm I'm not full mess. Well, out. it's kind of the only I don't know place I can really talk about this. <laughs> Let's see if I can find. Should we, a... should we dim the lights? This is a safe space. Yeah, man. Yeah. Should we dim the lights? Get comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I might take my shoes off. Oh, when I went on tour with Ron, he had this little display case for his, uh, for the time about Ron was, from RRR. Ron from RRR. He had yeah. this little display case and, uh, he let me have it. So this is where I keep my, uh, ah, your recycled tapes. My recycled. Oh, it's upside down. But, uh, you got Mike's tape in there? No. Don't embarrass me. No. I do have, I do have the old, um, um what demo i sent you that you never responded to yeah yeah the one in the in the crazy big box with the uh with the army guy behind the glass oh yeah the big china classic big china and little trouble yeah 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 yeah. that's up there that was on display in my old house i'm honored yeah, it's cool. Didn't make it to the new house, though. I no, didn't make it. No, no, it's just in a box in just the attic. Just fucking chucked it, did it. Just chucked it to the attic. Oh my god, where did I put these? I okay. So there's this guy that I went to high school with that was he was really intense, like kind of metal kid, um, and he had a George Lynch guitar. Do you remember that guy? Damn it. No. No. I can't find. Can't find it. Um, well, never mind. What was it? We'll have to do a. We should do a special on this guy because he would. He he started getting into noise because I played him. Um, uh, to live and shave in L.A. and Mersbau, and he kind of could relate to the like heaviness of it, you know. Mm-hmm. And he liked the wildness. He was really into like Gigi Allen too. And so he started making all these tapes under the name Chrissy Feces. Okay. And he would make tapes for me and give me tapes. And I think they're all like one of a kind tapes that uh, I think I was probably the only one that got copies of these. And um, I hear from him every couple of years. He'll send me a um, email message or a, uh, uh, he got my phone number and we talked a couple months ago, but um, I've probably got 15 to 20 tapes from this guy. And it's complete. It's, I mean, it's very along the lines of to live and shave, like, like kind of crazy mixing um, samples of like rock, like instruments and stuff. It's, it's really over the top and unhinged. Is he just making copies for you? Yes. <laughs> Is this a true? Are you? Are as far you, as I know, are you being a trickster? And this is just <laughs> you. No, see, that's no. If if he had a different name, that's the reason I haven't released this because I don't want people to think that I have a fucking you so know you, so you alter under- ego project called f- fucking Chrissy Feces. But you understand that people <laughs> would be suspicious. Yeah, that's why because I don't all release the, it. All these noise tricksters like to do stuff with these fake projects. And yeah. then we don't know who to trust. And then you're exactly. telling you're understandable. Yeah. I get a tape and somebody tells me it's like some 1970s Russian thing. And it's just some dude yeah. in like Nebraska. It's like, come on. Yeah. Temporal Marauder. So like, Oh, so you have, you're telling me you have like 50 tapes by this dude that he just made for me, for you, but you don't know where they are right now. Yeah. No, I have a whole stack of them, but they were, cause I was, I was talking. Who was I talking with? I think I was talking to Christian Miranda earlier in the pandemic and telling him about him and I had him out and now of course I don't know but oh 
They might be in there. I think a light bulb just went off over your head. Yeah, I think so. Um, let's see. Yes. Okay, you were very a, mobile. Here's a small... Oh, I'm on my laptop. You must have excellent small Wi-Fi. Small. You're getting it all over the house. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, this is... Uh, what is this? Blown out. This is... I don't know. This one's not under... Uh, Chrissy, oh yeah, this one's not under Chrissy feces. This one's under Chrissy Angelson. Chrissy Angelson is sick in an album tape for the new millennium. Marcus feces, rock and roll. Put that on. This looks good. Greatest hits. Um, yeah, a lot of them are taped over these concrete corner tapes that I would give them at the record shop I worked at in high school. Oh, nice. See, this is just making me think you're lying more. <laughs> now they're getting dubbed over tapes that you were the source of. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was. I mean, he, he played in Isis and Werewolves a couple times. We have, uh, there's a recording of us at CBN where he's playing guitar with us. That's kind of a dirge. It's like really blown out like cock rock. Okay. All right. I can't, uh, I don't know if it was coming through. Oh, no, you couldn't hear it? It's hard to tell sometimes if that's how it's supposed to sound like or if it's just bad. That's what it was supposed to It was yeah. like. Just... Oh, that's what it was supposed to sound like? Okay, then yeah. it was awesome. Yeah. I like that shit a lot, yeah. man. That, yeah. was tight. that was tight. That was fucking tight. <laughs> yeah, no, he is, he is a character. What is this? Some more of his, his tapes. Okay. I can't tell if he. That guy. Well, yeah, I could have I could have pulled some other stuff out. I'm curious about something. Do you have any uh, like crazy masks there? Oh yeah, what's with all- you? Must have been like a pig in shit when when we started with all these masks because you love those <laughs> things so goddamn much. That's right. You must have heard to wear your mask and just thought, here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's fucking no, field God, day. No. What's um, with what's with all the what's with the all the ma- what's with all the masks on these covers? I like masks. They're scary. I always have. So I grew up, you know, reading Fangoria magazine. And um, that CD with uh, me and Kevin Drum with the Beast Within, that poster. Is that this one? I had nightmares for years of that image because I got a Fangoria magazine and that was the pullout poster of it. And um, I didn't see that. I didn't see that for years and years. And then I... When I was doing the CD edition of that, I decided to look it up and uh, and b- found a copy on eBay and bought it. Um, but no, I always liked masks. Um, well, I was afraid of masks for years. One of my mm. older brother's friends, um, I remember I was in the back seat of the car. I was probably like three or four, four or five. And um, my brother's friend put on this rubber mask and scared the hell out of me. He turned around from the front seat and um, I, w- I wouldn't even touch rubber masks when I first uh, saw one. 
I was like freaked out oh. by them. My friend across the street had a couple, but uh, and then I kind of embraced them after after a couple of years. Like Batman. Yeah, that's what Batman <laughs> did with the bats. <laughs> so this is like the exact same year, like the Batman and noise. Yeah, but all the all the masks are in my studio. Whenever you pull out a tape, like even to this day, if you're like going through this, sh- let me just grab one under here. I got a few in front of me. Say you're going through the shelf and you grab like, uh, you grab uh, this uh, Aaron Dillaway after the showers and you just look at it real quick and there's the guy on the cover. Do you real quick even sometimes go like, oh, huh. <laughs> like you still get scared to this day? No, no, no. no. What about like... I'm pretty used to it. What about... <laughs> That's... Anybody ever clown you with that kind of shit? Like, Stoon Bob? Oh, my God. I don't know. There's something, something going on with our connection here. I think yeah. uh, <laughs> might have... To, uh, I don't know. Something. <laughs> That's fine. I haven't been recording any of it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here's some more. Uh, early... Uh, early non Hanson tape. I think it might have an An Hanson, might have ended up with a Hanson uh, catalog number. What do you, what is this? That, that, now that's another scary one. See, I see that. Live to two track. That's a collage of me, Twig, Nate, and Carly. It was from a um, Nautical Almanac, uh, Wolf Eyes, um, uh, 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 zine like photo zine we made for a tour this was I worked at this record sh- uh, I guess it was a CD and and tape shop called discs and tapes very descriptive and yeah. yeah so I would whenever I would dub I would make and dub tapes while I was on the job and so I would use the shop stamp and uh, so there's a couple tapes on that would normally have been Hanson tapes, but they're on discs and tapes. See the crossed out Hanson logo. Okay. I love that. That's, um, a, that's an early solo tape. I love that this is going to be an episode of the podcast where you just show no us No one tapes. can see anything. No, I kind of really, really like that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just, perfect. In fact, the next one, show it to us and don't even like say, like we'll just read anything we need to say. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the back? Mm-hmm. Okay, very nice. Thank Damn. you. Damn. Damn. Damn, Eric. Damn. That's the second time this episode I got the chills. I think he muted himself. Oh, man. Here we go. Here we go. Let's, let's pull out this box. He's got a whole box. Well, yeah, these are. I got these. Nice Let's go through every fucking sides. one. Let's go through every fucking so, one. Yeah, I got these drawers here, you know, like, and this has all my like chondritic three inches are in this drawer. See that, everybody? <laughs> but in here, in here, are all my Charlie Draham tapes. In what, that one, all of, they're all in that envelope? There's a lot of them in this envelope. There's two of them in that envelope. 
all my Brian Rurick cassettes. Are you guys into Brian Rurick? You know this guy? I don't think I'm familiar he's with that. A, he's a noise guitar player from uh, Canada. Yeah, this guy, man. Guitar. Uh, this one's called... Uh, oh, wait. that's There's two of them. They All of his tapes come in like old envelopes. That's crazy. Like a window envelope? Yeah. Like a number 10 yeah. window? Yeah. Yeah. This is... Um, and it's like super high, like hyper cut up noise guitar, um, but like mess, like fucked up tape, uh, manipulated guitar and stuff. He's incredible. I've, um, yeah, like this track, uh, Brian Root guitar and plastic bag. There's one of the tapes called Piece of Shit Guitar Ivers, which was a, a really great UK noise tape label in uh early like mid 90s did a lot of good stuff but yeah he he's still uh brian rurick still around still putting out tapes and sets here's the smegma tape on gross they did these really nice uh packages these are very everybody nice. can everybody on the podcast can see this a little ob well, don't Jamie, don't don't describe it too much. This is some of this is just for us. There's a bunch of other old stuff, some early Mersbau tapes. Rundlestern and Gurgle stock. Did Mersbau block you on Twitter? Like he did Mike? I don't think so. No, I don't good. think he cares <laughs> one way or the other. He blocked my ass. Really? He blocked <laughs> my ass. Do you ask him too much stuff? I don't know. I I don't know. <laughs> I made All one. These... I made one too many memes. Hands two, early Jeff Jarman tapes, really good organic noise stuff. Um, Neil Bolio, a lot of a lot of these due process radio tapes. The Neil Bolio's old radio show. Okay. Oh. How do you say? Wait, say this name again. Bolio. Emil Bolio. Is that okay. how you say it? I never knew how to say it either. Yeah. Emil Bolio. Emil Bolio. That's Early funny. chocolate. Oh, no, this one's on Spite, actually. But it's uh, it's an early Dylan Yukas tape on Spite, which is, is a really that, great. Is uh, that how you say that name? Yukas. <laughs> I'm Mucus. learning a lot today. Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't even know what he was talking about until until he said that. <laughs> Dylan Yukas. Yeah, Yukas. Escore. You know, Escort, really good. That's my, probably my favorite Japanese noise stuff. Escort. Escort. Do you have any uh, any like Carolina cassettes from the early days? No, I think the only cassette they ever did was the first album. Okay, they did mostly uh, seven inches and stuff like that. LPs. Yeah. Yeah. I like. Um, I, like I have an old rubber. I have a rubber cement cassette in a shoe packaged in a shoe but that's in my closet with all my other shoes do you really <laughs> do you really keep it with your other shoes yeah of course no goes. you don't can we it say was shrink wrapped it's a shrink wrapped shoe can i see the shoe i'm gonna go up to the attic now we're oh going gosh. to the attic exclusive but this is gonna be so exciting but this was um 
Oh, here's this is a big box of Hanson master tapes. Well, okay. Look at this. Another bit big of history tub. here. My attic of tapes. But everything's really. Jamie, Jamie, you documenting all this with screenshots? <laughs> oh, so when you said they were in the attic, you didn't mean in like crates. Like they're crates. On, they're like on the wall in the attic. Yeah, it's this those isn't. Wooden, yeah, this you know, isn't like boxes. this isn't like a haunted attic with like just like bins full of tapes that you can't get into. You have like a this is fully on display. This is gorgeous. Oh no, no, there's tons of there's shit everywhere. What's that? Boredoms. Oh, really? Boredoms, Bortronics. Yeah, I just started. Kind of. Here's a cool one. It's like an early 90s meat puppets on one side. Garo Gary Gay on the other. It's dub tape. Just a Lucy. I did know how to pronounce that, Mike. <laughs> I'm not even gonna you know how to say that? that? No, I don't know. Um, Where's this see. shoe? Dude, that's in a box uh, somewhere, okay. man. I, I think, Jamie, I think I'm going to have to be the one that breaks it to you. I think he's lying about the shoe. Ah. This, this, I think, I don't know what happened to the actual cassette. I just have the, but I think this was, I think this was one of the first tapes, either this or Swan's Filth, where I ever saw tape listed as an instrument. Hmm. Is that a fact? Which I, I remember thinking was really strange. Well, hold on. Let's not just fly past this moment. We're talking to yeah. Aaron Dillaway here, a master manipulator of the cassette tape. This is the first time you had ever seen tape used as an instrument. Yeah. I guess it's not this one because it doesn't say that he plays tapes on this at all. <laughs> or maybe it wasn't. Oh, well. Whoops. Yeah. Whoops. Or maybe it was another defining moment. I know there was a uh, it was a different fall tape, but it was it was the fall or, or swan's filth that I first saw that. Something like that. What else do we got up? here got all the let's see all the fag tapes all the american tapes what's this the is, uh, what's the humidity like up there are you are you ruining your tapes putting them in the oh, attic totally totally yeah, yeah. um this was That's my old box that used to house all the hanston tapes what are you up to now and do you have every one um no, there's early ones I don't, or that I only have the master for, like, like my really early ones, like the Beast People. This I only have, like, the one that the cover says the master. <laughs> but it's got one of the, one of the tapes I kind of, like, had ripped off the industrial records. I don't think I've ever layout. seen. I don't think I've ever seen a Hanson tape that just wasn't a white tape. And uh, I kind of ripped off the, the Robin Gristle thing. Yeah, all of the early tapes were C tens, because um, the shop I worked at would always get these promos, and we got these promos by this band called Scold. And it was a cassette single. They sent like four hundred of them to my shop for some reason. Why you don't know why? We have no idea why, Who's but like scold? we gave away a few. They were, they were like an industrial rock band. They were really shitty. Um, but we uh, 
so I would um, use those as a master. So here's the Velocity Hopkins. This is another one I only have the master. That's my parents' address, the farmhouse. Oh, that's the farm. Is the yeah. do they is the is the farmhouse still in the family? No, they sold it like three years ago. Hmm. The, some of the land my my aunts and uncles still own though. Um, here's dead roosters tape. We'll just leave like maybe you can add even a little more extra silence. <laughs> that one. <laughs> Look at that. Um, a... <laughs> MC Mink Brink Mandibles. Don't say anything, Jamie. <laughs> what else? Wolf Eyes Andrew WK Split Tape. Oh wow! On um, oh, on yeah. Meatball Meatball Records. That's on my Discogs want list. Can I have that? Um, no, I might actually, I think I do have one without a cover. That's just this. All right. Just make me a cover and I'll take that one. Yeah. If I, if I, if I, uh, remember, oh, these are all numbered too. Out of a thousand. Yeah. They really make a thousand of those? No. Well, they were like 30 or something. Well, why does it say a um, thousand? It said 62 out of a thousand. Yeah. Because we were funny. That's not a Glalmanac. It's not that funny. Aaron, tell me about uh, Pearl Drills. Because that's um, a weird, weird tape. Yeah, that was, uh, uh, I was doing some digitizing of old reel-to-reels for a friend of my wife's. And that was like some weird stuff I found on a tape. I think it's like people testing out a... Um, a tape recorder and they're getting feedback and stuff. And um, then it's, it's just kind of me fucking with it. <laughs> and then that kind of became a thing with me, like messing with records, uh -huh. like the tape on wagon, I think is, is records and maybe a lot of digital effects too, like in computer effects. Yeah. So it, um, yeah. Sometimes people ask me like, I, "What's the weirdest thing you own?" And like, the the pearl drills, that black pearl drills tape is up there with like one of the weirder sounding oh, tapes cool. I have. Yeah. What do you mean they were messing with uh, like a tape deck? Well, like, what do you, what were they doing? It's like I found this tape, and it's people like on it, like like hello, hello. Is it on? What does this do? You know, and then push like the echo button or the sound on sound. It's like feedback comes on and. A lot of like I haven't listened to that in a long time, but a lot of drastic yeah. volume changes on it too, from what I remember. I haven't listened to it in a few years, but that's probably just a bad. Uh... Is it okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, that's excellent. Like most of my tapes <laughs> don't ruin it for them now, man, man. One of the best though, the 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 master tape I got for the Tusco Terror Hansen tape was like. I remember that was like the fidelity changing, you know, in that. <clears throat> just sound, it sounds like a really poorly dubbed tape already. And then, you know, I use my duplicator and make it worse. But no, I actually recorded some, some Pearl Drill stuff at the beginning of the pandemic. 
that I was going to release as Pearl Drills. Really? Did you get, did either of you ever get the network zines that I did? No. From the sounds of it, I don't think I've ever heard or seen a tape before in my entire life. <laughs> all these tapes on the wall. What do I? Yeah, know? I don't know shit. Thanks, guys. All right, Ben. I'll talk to you. Thanks yeah. again.